The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Looking for the finish. That's it. It is all over. Very nicely done. With the victory. Very, very nicely done by Rob Farr. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, we have a good show today. Michael Chandler, who's a great guest, is going to come on and hang with us the whole time. And Rob Font will be calling in a little later. Um, so two guys I like very much. It's always nice when you have guests that you know and like. Rob, what's that? Rob Font's next fight is when? Adrian Yanez has been rumored or, or has been said. Uh, it's possibly 287. I just don't know. I mean, we'll ask him. Instead of me guessing, why don't oh, we just ask the man? I like to have a good time. Hey, Jimmy, yes. how are you? And I want to talk about the fights. I think we're going to wait to yes. talk about the fights with Sweet. Yeah, Street. yeah. We, I mean, sure. We don't have to mention who had, uh, who had better picks. It's not important. Well, I think I did horrendous, I think. No, you I, were two I, and three. I was three and two. I can't say enough about Glover. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jamal Hill. Crazy. But I'm just saying, I just want to talk about the man as far as the character goes and certain things that were said in the cage after the fight that was just, it just blew me out of the water. And it was just so classy. And we're going to talk about the card in detail when we get Michael Chandler on. He's coming in now, Matt. Oh. Hi, Michael. Oh, there's Michael. Oh, you guys. (laughs) How are we? How's it going? Were you expecting someone else? <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was gonna be you guys. Dang it! <laughs> Come on, man. Were you, expect- were, you expect- <laughs> were you expecting someone else? No, That's never. Great. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Just uh, living the dream. How about yourself? What are you sipping in there? Is that water? Is that uh, I say uh, tequila? Nice. How is now, your? What uh, is it really? It's water. No, it's water. It's I just, water. I just, okay. just worked out and I uh, almost puked. So I need to uh, hydrate. Did you almost puke from lack of water or from just working out too hard? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I actually, I was doing something with a weighted vest on and, and sometimes I have a tendency to make my weighted vest really tight and I don't really realize how tight it is until set number two and I'm like, <gasps> oh, you felt sick. It's yeah. funny you said that. Today, uh, we had this new student, Greg, nice guy. 
he did vomit, actually. He, he fucking vomited. So we have a rule at my school. I don't like when the guys take their keys off. You know, we got, it's a family place. You know, it's a classic. Sure. So I don't like guys walking around with their key tops off. I just, it's my thing. So I see the guy with the key top off. He's a new student, Greg. Nice guy. So my other, I, I tell one of my purple belts, you know, let him know about the, you know, the rules, a little bit of etiquette. So then he goes over, and then the guy looked green. I go, hey, hey, go, hey, Greg, it's okay. Take you, your gi. I open the double doors. I put the garbage out there. And there we go. Don't, don't, don't take worry. your gi off unless you're about to soil it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a rite of passage, dude. Don't worry. You're fine. Did he leave or does he stay? I, well, I mean, we were doing the rolling at the end. So I told him, sit out the rest of the matches, you know. Go take a shower when you feel ready, you know. Walk it off. Okay. I, I assured him that it'll get better and. He'll get in better shape because, you know, he's telling me he's running. But you know the deal, Michael, you could be, and I'm sure you've seen this, whether it's wrestling and especially, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, even throwing punches, uh, striking. You could have a marathon runner. You could have a guy who does triathlons. If you're in there and you're holding your breath, whether you're throwing punches or putting on a submission or passing a guard, you're going to get fucking exhausted. So these, yeah. they don't know how to breathe. They get tense. And yeah. next thing you know, they're, out, they, they're not in awful shape, but it's making it worse when you're holding your breath and you don't know how to relax. And so yeah. it comes with time. I've had a problem with it my entire career. <laughs> with breathing? <laughs> <that> vomiting? <laughs> That's fucking great. Hey, I'm sure you seen the fights the other night. I did. Yes. Let, can we, let's talk about, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about the main event right away because that was just, I'm talking about the uh, Jamal Hill yeah. winning the title against Glover Teixeira. Yep. And how, listen, first of all, great fucking fight. And how classy, I mean, it, even though, it's funny, even though Glover lost every round, somehow you didn't lose any respect for him. Somehow he was still in the fight where you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? He's losing every round, but all right, then he gets a takedown when you're like thinking he's done. And he's taking, yeah. what, what a durable guy. The and fact I, that he survived round two and those head kicks, those repeated head kicks, and the fact that he survived that, uh it, it was it was incredible well that's that's part of uh it's part of the mystique of also being a glover to type of veteran too you know even even as they age even the older that they get you just know that they were they've been doing this for so long you've been doing it for so long it's ingrained inside of you even if you're losing you still you all of us are on the edge of our seats like ah Glover might be able to he might be able to pull it out might be able to pull it out you know so and obviously we we knew the difference in uh ages the you know kind of the younger guy taking out the older guy or fighting challenging the older guy we've seen that story a thousand times but Glover is durable heart of a champion and uh you know what a way to go out in Brazil by the way Jamal Hill incredible job it's not just Glover's toughness what great uh, defense and, and how good he was at getting up and, and staying off the ground and, and uh, stuffing takedowns. Like, I think way better than anybody expected. Yeah. You know, it's a testament to just who they are. I was impressed with his like escaping the bad positions, like mounted. I mean, I, whatever he put out, and listen, he, he was putting out, putting some strikes on him. He was surprised yeah. that Glover was still, he even yeah. said after, like, a lot of guys would have, they're not taking those strikes. Yeah. That punch count was, was insane. And for Glover, Glover, I'm sure his mount is is he's got a he, for a big guy, he's fucking he's got a nice sticky mount and 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 he's he's more agile than he looks, you know. Yeah. yeah. So for him to get out of those bad positions, and he did it, he did it technically. He wasn't just exploding out. He he was 
using jujitsu mm-hmm. to, to match Glover just enough to get out. And there was some nice exchanges with that. But I'll tell you what really, when after everything was said and done, the fight, which was again, a, a fun fight. What really stuck with me with both gentlemen was with hat was with, with, with is what happened after the fight in the cage for both guys. One for Jamal Hill after the fight showed respect to the corner. And then you seen it just set in. I might get emotional thinking about it. You seen it hit him that he's going to be the champion. And also he just broke. He, you seen him melt in his corners, uh, uh, arms. Yeah. And kept, and then he almost couldn't, cannot get his composure. Cause I'm sure he thought about the journey of what he's all, what he's been through. And he was so emotional that, it's hard not to get emotional. It was really something to see. And then on the flip side of that, you got Glover. I heard Glover saying to him before he got in, before when Glover was about to get interviewed after um, Jamal Hill got interviewed, Glover goes to Nate, no, wait in here, wait for me. So yeah. I heard him. And I think, I remember thinking, I'm like, what is, what's that about? Does he want to talk to him more? Something like that. What does he want to say something to him? But no, it wasn't that at all. It was, and he said it in the post-fight speech in the, in the cage. He said, Hey, I did not like how everybody treated the champion, Brandon Marino. You wait back. You walk with me. He's walking with me and showing respect. Dude, that's beautiful. That was so beautiful. What an end of the career. I mean, what he said right there, he wanted him to walk with him. So nobody's going to, nobody's going to throw nothing at Glover. He's beloved over there everywhere, but especially there. Well, that was a beaut. I don't know, man. Yeah. That was something else. It's it's special, and that and there and, and two things. N- yeah, number one, it it humanizes us, right? You know, I think we oh. get we get uh you know we we get caught up in the barbaric uh, nature of the sport that we are in, and we see we 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 watch the fights from the edge of our seats, wanting blood and guts and turmoil, and we what we we fiend for these highlights. But ultimately, we're all just a bunch of human beings with heartbeats, just like everyone else sitting in the stands, you know, and it's it's just so cool to see those moments. Um, and then also, at, you know, like you said, too, for for Jamal Hill, uh, you know, I was actually exchanging some some messages back and forth with him because I, I listened to him say something a couple of weeks ago. I think I think it was when it got when it got kind of announced and then it then it kind of set in. And then it set, it sets in, hey, you know, you're going to you're going to fight for the UFC title. Do I deserve this? Am I enough? am I the guy who's supposed to be in this position, you know, and, and he's been very vocal about his struggles with self-image, self-concept, self, you know, the self-actualization of, Hey, I'm here. And I tell everybody, I want to be a UFC champion. I want to be the champion, but do I actually believe it? Do I think I actually deserve it? You know? So Mm. I just love those moments where you can, you can say, Hey, in your greatest moment of opportunity or your darkest hour, am I enough? You know, you're going to get an answer on January 21st is what I said, you know, and you are enough, whether you're a champion or you're not. And so it's really cool to see the humanization of a, of a beloved man like Glover taking in under his arm, you know, outs out of the arena, making sure he's taken care of. And then also Jamal Hill, who didn't quite know if he deserved to be there, ends up becoming the champion. And it's just, it humanizes the us and, and who we are as athletes. We're not just barbarians. We're a bunch of human beings who put our pants on like everyone else. Are there are there times though when you've stepped in where you've had that question like am I enough? It's just, it's a very human question, and in your mind you're like you're not convinced yet when you step into the cage even, or or you're just about to start the fight where you're like I, I don't know if I deserve this. Has that ever come in right before a fight or during a fight? You know, um, luckily once the cage door closes, it's it's uh 
you know, the, the, the switch gets flipped and it's in its go time. But I mean, every day leading up to that, I woke up this morning wondering if I'm enough as a, as a fighter, as a father, as a husband, and we all do, you know, and I think that's why we are all drawn to sports in general, because they are a metaphor for life and also fighting in general, because it's a metaphor for life. And I think we're all going through struggles. We're all struggling with, am I enough in all these different areas of my life? And, you know, luckily, um, the sport of mixed martial arts or any sport in general, the harder you work, the more success you usually have. But in a sport like mixed martial arts, you could be a thousand one underdog or a thousand one favorite. It might not be your night. You know, you could get caught. So, um, yeah, I have, I struggle with those thoughts all the time. Luckily when the cage door closes or I make that walk, it's go time and we're good to go. Uh, and you don't, you're not really thinking anymore. You're just an athlete. You're just a guy with a task at hand. Um, but every day leading up to it, just like every human being. It's good to have an outlook like that. Are you enough asking yourself that being a little, I was always hard on myself where I remember getting my, like my, whatever, my, my, my blue belt or my purple belt. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't Do I really deserve this type of thing? And meanwhile, I was pretty much tapping a lot of people out and doing well to other people. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, oh, God, that, that, what's, I think I passed my guard last week. I fucking, you know, and, but it made me train harder. To be like, no, man, I got to fuck. I don't know. that. Lo not a, it, it, it's not an insecurity, but it was. I was always feeling like that where I have to put extra work in, where there was no way somebody would be getting more. I would make it, it would make me work harder having that kind of feeling, but more so than me kind of just feeling like I was the man. I don't know. No, I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, no, I, what, what you're talking about is, is that, uh, that fine line between humility and also cockiness and, and confidence, you know, which, which we all ride the line, the fine line of every single day, you know, because ultimately you want to believe in yourself, especially if you're doing things right. You're living like a champion, you're training hard, you're doing things right. Uh, but ultimately you don't want to get too big for your britches, as they say, or, you know, uh, count your eggs before they hatch, you know, type of mentality. And you just keep, keep your nose at the grindstone, but ultimately, yeah, we need to spend more time as human beings, patting ourselves on the back and saying, Hey, you know what? I do deserve to be more successful than I actually make it up in my mind and not be so fearful of the bad things happening. Can you smell when it's bullshit on someone else? Like, can, can you sense when someone else has those doubts um, or I mean, we, you might just know it as a fellow fighter, but are there times where you're like, nah, he, he believes it, but he doesn't really believe it. You know, the funny, the funny thing about it is everybody's wired differently. And some people, and I, and I've said this before, some people literally need to make up in their mind that you smacked their mom and you, and you push their kid down. They, they have to make this this crazy thing up in their mind to get them to a point where they need to fight the other person. And some people really do. I mean, there's, there's people, we all come from different backgrounds. I mean, some people are motivated by the fact that they came from nothing. They don't want to go back to the, the cockroaches and the dirt floor, poor life that they grew up in. And those are the, those are things that were born and bred from insecurity and fear and lack and scarcity. And those things still drive them. Whereas other people are completely motivated by maybe it's the platform or maybe it's the money, maybe it's the, the lights, maybe it's the girls and the, 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 the attention, whatever it is, everyone's motivated by different things. So it's hard for me to ever know, even if a guy's, even if a guy's motivation is bred from insecurity or a lack of belief in himself, sometimes the lack of belief in himself makes them fight harder and find more success. So it's actually right. kind of a crapshoot, you know? Right. Cause that might be the thing that got them there to begin with is yep. this whole, uh, this lack of contentment, this lack of belief. Sometimes that fuels you and it actually makes you as good as you are. hundred percent. And we're all motivated by different things.
Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for Jamal Hill and uh, yep. his play versus, uh, uh, what is it, Yuri? Yep. Uh, oh, Prohaska, yeah. That's, that's going to be, so, that, I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be, that, that, I think that's going to be a wild fight. Is he uh, next or is Ankalaev next? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm simply asking because uh, oh. Ankalaev fought uh, Blahovich. I mean, does he get the first shot after that or no? I don't know how healthy, um, it, it, how is uh, Yuri? Is I don't know. I'm, I'm anticipating he's going to be off for a while, though. Was he stripped of the title, or was it a... He vacated it voluntarily, I think. Okay. Vacated. Yeah, that's pretty... Francis was stripped. I think he was. Va- he just vacated it and goes, it's going to be a while, guys, so when I'm back, I'll fight. It was really kind of yeah, nice he, that he did yeah, He did put out a video of him uh, selfie like, in some mountain somewhere with <laughs> with snowflakes bouncing off of his, his beard, <laughs> saying, I'll see you soon. Like, that yeah. dude's just it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that would be a very exciting matchup, more so yeah. than, than uh, yeah. Makalayev, you know, which would be which would be wild, also. Wait, wait, who? I'm uh, Magomed and Kalayev, yeah. Um, hey, Brandon Marino, man. Come, hey, listen, Brazil. Come on, do the right thing. I love Brazil. I've been there. The people were nice. Uh, they were very. I mean, you you don't you know show some class. You want it there. You want the UFC there. Brandon Marino, the nicest. You know, yeah. it's not Colby Covington we're talking about here. Yeah, it's right. Brandon Marino. You know what I mean? The guy wants to win the thing and have him play with his Legos. Really? You're going to throw fucking shit at that kid? Yeah. How dare they? That was brutal. But let's keep it positive. The fight fight was great. You know? It was great. And and to your point, though, too, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, not to say it's a, not to say it's a necessarily a privilege to, to have these fights put on in brazil but they they it, it takes a lot of logistics a probably a lot more money a lot more like do you think if the ufc could just be like hey we're just going to stay stateside and and not go to these other places where we're you know essentially that's a yeah it's somewhat of a disrespect to not just brandon moreno and his accomplishments but somewhat the entire sport but it on the other side of it too i've also been very complimentary of of other countries obviously us three being americans like i love I bleed red, white, and blue, but you see the way that these other countries get behind their fellow countrymen. Yep. You know, you don't necessarily need to be throwing stuff at them, but it, it really is awesome to see the passion and the 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 zeal that they have for their fellow countrymen. But yeah, throwing things that, like you said, Brandon Moreno just wants to go win a title and go play with his Legos, man. <laughs> That's it. Anybody else? I mean, come on, he's one of the best, nicest guys. But I'll tell you, what was so, first of all, very in, in, impressive. I mean, it, but what I was impressed with even more is that uh, Figueredo, he looked on. He didn't look off. He looked dangerous. From the second he shot in and he had that neck wrapped up, I just thought Brandon Moreno outfought him. I thought he fought, I thought he fought excellent. And, uh, I, and Figueredo just couldn't get his footing on him. He was just behind. He was just behind the whole time. I, th- I thought he looked a little not, – not, this, this maybe a little off or sluggish. I kind of felt that maybe I'm wrong, but I, I felt that watching him and it didn't surprise me at the end when he goes, I'm just going to, I'm going up and wait. Uh, I thought maybe the weight cut was a bit much for him, but I thought he looked a little behind, but then again, maybe it was just Moreno fighting so well, but I thought he looks a little bit sluggish. He doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, defending the belt. He just, just he didn't seem to have that uh, to be as on as I've seen him. Yeah. Before. Well, the good, I mean, yeah, the good thing is I do think, uh, you know, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with at 135, you know, just to, yeah. just to not have to suck those extra 10 pounds of water weight down, um, which obviously he's, you know, he always looks like he's visibly struggling to make weight, you know, which is the worst part about the sport that we love. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what his future looks like at 135. 
Yeah, and Moreno was fighting very well. It was a shame that it ended the way it did. Um, I, I was surprised the judges had it. All three judges had a two to one Moreno. Like all three judges on that card had a two to one, where I thought it was three to one mm-hmm. for Brandon Moreno. So that fight was not as over as it, I guess, seemed to, to people who were watching it. Um, but that fight was closer than I guess uh, we thought. Well, you're fixing that. You know, Brandon yeah. Moreno wants the headline of pay per view in Mexico City, is all I know. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what that's what he said too. He said uh, to Pantoja. Yeah, is that you say? Yeah, that he was uh he was oh. next. He's like, I promise you're next. I promise you're next. So, but we'll see. It's exciting, and I, I was I'm happy for that kid, you know. And uh, Figueroa, look, it's it's not like he went in and looked off. I don't think he looked right. off. I mean, no, the guillotine would have finished most people off. But I'll tell you who looked fucking money is Gilbert Burns. What's going on there, man? I, I felt I'll tell you what's back. going on there. That's that's the man, dude. That's the dude right there. He is my I mean, favorite fighter. Buddy. He's my favorite fighter. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're friends, right? You, yeah, you're he's my friend. He's my friend and training partner. But ultimately, too, if I didn't know him, I mean, half the reason he's my favorite fighter is because I do know him and I see how he lives. I see how he trains. I see how he loves his wife and his boys. And, when, you know, we, you, when you're around the sport as long as, as I have been or like, you know, Matt, when you were around it, you, you see guys and you're like, man, a lot of success doesn't exactly live the champion lifestyle. You know, you, you see things. Gilbert Burns is a plus checks every single box of leader champion. Like he's just, he's the dude, man. Awesome. I mean, he was just on point. I mean, on point. And then the, uh, the arm triangle, which is fine. Maybe that, maybe that was in my head because I taught that this morning. Just how could that be a coincidence? Uh, so, I mean, Neil Magny's a well-rounded guy. It's not like he doesn't know how to fight on the floor, you yeah. know? And uh, I don't know, just on all fronts, he was just, he's just on. And I love the, who doesn't love that call out? Who doesn't love that call out? Who doesn't want to see that? Him versus Colton Covington. Yeah. I think that, I think that's the fight to make. Yeah. I think that's exciting. That would be a, that would be a fun fight. Because I love Gilbert's jiu-jitsu. Gilbert, yeah, the, the way that he, the way that he threw that right hand straight into the body lock, lifted him up. Took him down. I mean, and Neil Magny's what eight foot tall, you know, so not exactly easy to take down. Like he's a tall drink of water. Body lock, picks him up, slams <laughs> him, just control on the ground. And he was very patient. That's the one thing about Gilbert, man. At he's able to go from pit bull to completely just methodical from second to second. So he's just he's good, man. And yeah, him versus Colby. I think that's definitely the fight to make. Obviously, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes with Colby and Masvidal with their, you know fight that they had at the with the, the legal uh, stuff you mean yeah, yeah legal stuff so who, who knows how long that's going to be or what, whatnot but that's i think that's a fight to make and i wanted to ask you guys too i'm actually asking our producer um the the uh lauren murphy jessica and fight which Andrade just looked unstoppable i've never seen her look better and lauren murphy just so durable and unwilling to quit I felt that fight should have been stopped. I, I, I didn't think maybe necessarily at the second, but I thought they should have given her a short leash in the third. And I forget the ref's name, and that's what I'm trying to ask because there was something else. I want to know what other fights he did because I thought there was something else. I'm like, that's the same fucking ref. Um, oh, yeah, so. Maya. What other, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how to say his first name, but Maya's his last name. And Jake, what other fights did he do? I, for some reason, I thought there was something else he did. What did you guys think about how they should have stopped that fight in the third? All right, Michael, if you want to take it. I, man, I, I, I refrain from, you know, it, it's hard obviously as a fighter to, sure. uh, to say that fights should be stopped. And, you know, Matt, you know, it's like you're back there in the back. They come back, they say, Hey, I'm, you know, Joe, I'm going to be your referee. One thing I always say is, Hey man, 
don't stop the fight. I'm always in the fight. Don't stop the fight. You know, you, you, as fighters, that's what we want. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, when you're watching as a fan or you're watching as a spectator, you know, it's, it is tough, but I mean, so I'm always, I'm always reluctant to, ref and I refrain from kind of saying, Hey, it should or should not have been, but you definitely don't want to see someone take that much damage, especially when it was that dominant. And Je Jessica Andrade is an absolute pit, pit bull and just keeps yeah. coming. So you're like, you know, it's going to, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Didn't someone from her corner though. And that's kind of, wasn't it in between rounds, Matt, I, I don't know who the person was. Weren't they saying, Hey, can we stop this? Somebody was saying that right outside you might, the cage. You might, be, you might be thinking of uh, John Hackleman at the last round of Glover Teixeira. No, that, I'm, this is, I'm almost positive. I'm oh, thinking I'm way off. during no, the Andrade fight. Ackerman did, John Hackleman did say that, though. I, I'm thinking of somebody standing outside the cage, and for some reason I'm thinking it was the Lauren Murphy fight. Maybe I I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. Did he say that outside of Glover's cage? Outside the cage of Glover? He was standing on the outside, and it did happen with the Glover fight in the final round. I remember that. Maybe I'm That's mixing it up. But okay. What is he saying? Oh, he's pronouncing the guy's name. He's pronouncing it, man. boy, Jake. Osiris. Osiris. But um yeah, man, I you know, I know what it's like being a fighter in there. I, did, I haven't had too many fights like that, but one fight I had with Carol Parisi and I got tied up in the second round, and I definitely took some shots, and the doctor asked how I was, and then I remember Longo saying something, and I remember definitely having choice words with him, like, don't you fucking dare. And he's like, All right, calm down. But uh I remember that, but that's the fighter in you that doesn't want it stopped. Yeah. And let me add, it wasn't like what was going on with fucking Lauren Murph. That was, yeah. I think there's a time when you have to make, some, some people are just too brave for their own good. Yeah. Lauren Murphy, I mean, I don't, you don't want to see anybody take shots like that. That could, that could, that could shorten your career by a few years. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta know, even if it's like, towards the, I remember towards the end of the round, my wife going, even like, did they stop it now? That's another how many punches she's not going to take. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, it's a why let her go? Well, like, you know, it's almost like you let it go so far, let it get through the rest of it. I don't know. I don't think so. I think one more punch should be too much because she's not fucking defending herself. Yeah. I mean, not to to a, a draw. Uh, Jessica's credit, not not attacking Lauren. Lauren, you know. Oof. I just think back to Yamasaki. Remember Mario Yamasaki against uh, Katuera against Shevchenko? Yeah, and you, he missed said, this. you missed this before every match. Uh, I, I literally would rather see someone do this before the fight. <laughs> exactly. But when he said something about, well, I, I want to let a fighter go out on their shield, he said something like that, and someone said, well, that's not your job. Your job is to protect somebody oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. who's going to be too proud to quit. Even Glover said about himself, he goes, I guess I'm too tough for my own good. Um, you know, because you see guys getting hurt. Because, you know, you guys... Of course, you fight. That's what you do. Uh, you guys never quit. I mean, I, I would quit very early on. It wouldn't yeah. take a lot to get me to ask this to be stopped. Yeah, it's it's tough because even and because we've seen it too, guys or gals getting beat up sure. so bad, and then we're all just one punch away. You know, yep. so it's so it's so it's so, it's so hard, and it's all subjective, and it's also it's it's tough to be hard on the referees because the referees are making crazy split second decisions at one yeah. time. But obviously, there's blatant times where you're like, wait a second, that one was a little bit, right. you know, but. It's it's one part of it, like we talked about, the judging, open judging, open scorecards, whatever you call it, referees. There's there's a little, you know, kind of a a dark cloud going on there where it's just it's so subjective and it's so tough. So you're almost just like, well, we're either going to do nothing about it or something crazy about it, you know? Well, you know it's bad when DC is yelling, stop the fight. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was DC. 
yelling for the ref to stop it. So, you know, when we're watching on TV and it's brutal, when he's right there hearing that and shots and whatnot, DC's a professional. I don't think he would try to get the referee's attention for no reason. And the the referee's face was just sitting there just watching like he's watching a fucking movie. I'm like, what is this? This guy, is this guy awake? What the fuck's going on? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Boy, did I get Paul Craig, Johnny Walker wrong. I, I thought Paul Craig, uh, Johnny Walker was really, really, I mean, to have that kind of power with your, with your leg in the air. That was, um, was Johnny Walker on a skid? Was he on a, I can't, I can't remember. I, he, I remember. he had gotten knocked out. Uh, I think Jamal Hill was his, was that his last but, fight? Yeah, oh, but I, I got that one wrong too. But yeah, watching that, like, like you said, and just just the ability of his leg up and him just to go bang, 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 bang. And then just, he just kept the bead right on him whenever, you know, Paul fell and then it started going back fist. So no, no skid, by the way, Michael, he was, uh, Kudalaba was his last fight. He, he's won two in a row now. He had lost okay. two before then. Okay. But yeah, I just know he, he came in with such hype, you yeah. know, that it's, you know, you just never know. Um, but this was a, this was a statement, you know, in Brazil, he still pulled out the worm, didn't didn't break his shoulder, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't fall into it either. I think he's kind of going smart. back into it like a little smarter, yeah. like as opposed it's, to just collapsing. Yeah, that was very smart. He's yeah, <laughs> very smart. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, very very impressive to uh, when your leg gets caught to to be able to throw that punch and to keep your balance. And then once he went down to kind of the the back hammer fist, that was it. But yeah, he looked really good. So hopefully he'll be fighting again. Uh, Soon. I don't. I don't know what I, he's ranked. I, I Paul Craig though. I thought like if he could weather the storm in that. I mean, in the first round, Johnny Walker is always so explosive, and, and, and you know that first round is when he, he's the most dangerous. I thought maybe if Paul Craig could weather stuff that first round, just he's got these long limbs and he's so good at getting those arm locks and triangles. And I just thought maybe if even if he jumped the guard, he'll get him. But he didn't even get a chance, man. Wow, that was something else. I was really impressed with that. Yeah. And uh, how about the Bonfim brothers? Uh, two brothers on the same night, uh, both, I believe, with first round finishes. Am I, am I correct? I, no, one had a first round finish. The other, uh, I think Ismael did not have a first round finish. They both looked incredible. Yeah, that, that flying, I mean, the flying knee of, of whichever Bonfim brother. Second round. Over Terrence McKinney, yeah. Yeah. He was on with us last week, Terrence McKinney. And Terrence McKinney's a killer himself. So is Neil Magny. We're terrible luck. 
We had uh, Neil and Terrence on the same show. We suck. Dang it. I'm going to wrap myself in bubble wrap. Wrap <laughs> myself in bubble wrap. Yeah, don't put this a lot of guys are on here that win. I'll just put yeah. that out. Well, you put yeah, that no, out. Ter Terrence McKinney, obviously his story, his back, his backstory, where he's come from. I mean, that's yeah. a, and yeah, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you're going to, you know, he obviously, he was in good spirits after the fight. I saw him and him and uh, his opponent have a, a drink together or whatever, you know, it's uh yeah. spirits. I mean, that dude's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I, I feel like his mentality is he's fighting on borrowed time. This is his, his second chance at, right. at life, you know? So it's, he's, uh, he's winning no matter what, win, lose or draw, he's winning. Like, yeah, this is all great. When you go through an experience like that, where, you know, death is really close. Um, you're like, yeah, this is all luck. Even the bad things, like if life was fair, I wouldn't even be experiencing this, you know? So yeah, maybe it does give you almost a, a freedom. Well, for the people at home, Jimmy, you want to elaborate on what happened to him? I believe he overdosed um, or he had, he had some kind of a thing where he was in an ambulance. It was drug related. I think did his heart stop um, or he died twice. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm you confusing know, it with someone else. Yeah. It's, it's something like that. I, I think he, he definitely uh, died at least once. And yeah, it was, you know, you know, you're talking about obviously health dying. You're also talking about, you know, charges and police and be, being, being caught up in all of that stuff, which could lead so quickly one bad decision to the rest of your life, not being here for sure not on earth or fighting in the UFC. Right. Um, so just to see his, uh, yeah, flatline twice. Wow. Um, so man, just for him to be able to even be here is a, a comeback story of a lifetime. Yeah, man. No wonder why he's after the fight, you know, he didn't seem in bad spirits. He's doing shots with that. He's, he's a opponent on a, on a beach in Rio. Come on, man. He could, things yeah. could be worse. Shit. Could be a lot worse. Right. Yeah. Although if you went hey, through that with drugs, you probably drinking probably wouldn't be the best way to uh, go. You know. Also, besides Glover retiring, and on a, and what a great career Glover yeah, had. Glover sure did. Um, you know, Marcio Shogun Rua. Yeah. Is uh, you know, Shogun's a legend in his sport. He's been fighting forever, man. He's been. I mean, I remember watching him in Pride, being like, "Whoa," and uh, you know, what a fight. I mean, that, that I mean that Ihora. How do you pronounce that? Potiera? I am looking. Um, I have to open it up. Oh uh, yeah, I was at Potiera. Yeah. I mean, wow. I like. I don't think he went over the crowd afterwards. I like his fucking speech. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember what did he say afterwards. Uh, All about was that about Ukraine? He was talking about Ukraine, right? I'm Ukraine. I'm here to fucking do this and that. The Brazil is all pissed. The legend, he just beat that legend. But, but didn't uh, he say nice things about Shogun? Or he showed him yeah, a lot of respect I, I after. He did afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I like that foot sweep to the head control. And the, he was, listen, show somebody respect before and after. But he was there. It's, it's, it's his job to get done what he, what exactly what he did. And, uh, you know, Shogun, I'm glad he, he's, he's taking off. It's time. I mean, sure. You know, you, you hate to see guys, you know, you know. You could just tell if there are a few strikes that are thrown. It's like, all right, maybe this guy got hit enough. Like over over his lifetime. 21 you know? years. Yeah, it's a long career. 21 years. And yeah, and he gave us so many great fights, so many great moments. And, you know, just uh awesome career. And, you know, it's it's tough to tough to walk away or tough, tough for us to watch him have to walk away like that after a loss like that. But it's it's part of the the nature of the beast that we love, I guess. On on short notice, uh Bruno Ferreira. Yep. Oh my goodness! First of all, Gregory Rodriguez, uh, uh, aka RoboCop. Yeah. 
He didn't look bad. He looked good. He was store. I mean, that one, who's going to find whose chin first? Because they were, I mean, he was, Gregory Rodriguez was stalking him. Robocop was stalking him. And it's like he was trying to, like, Robocop get the target on the thing. And he was trying to get the red target on, on fucking. Uh, on the Hulk. But <laughs> Hulk, that's right. Hulk, Robocop was Hulk. But that straight left, it was like, it was, it was right from the shoulder. It was like, boom, it was beautiful. Yeah. And it, I mean, Robocop didn't know what happened. And this was his, oh. uh, sorry, Matt, wasn't this his uh, debut in the UFC? He won the Contender Series. This was yes. his first fight in the UFC. Debut. Yeah. What a debut. Hey, um, also, uh, you're, uh, where were you on vacation? Where is Tulum? They put that in the prep sheet. I don't know where it is. It's Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, you fly into, yeah, you fly into uh, Cancun, and then it's like an hour drive off of Cancun. We stayed at the the Conrad. It's called Riviera Maya, I guess, is the area. We just hung out there. And- is it a hard rock? No, it's, uh, so Conrad is owned by Hilton. Uh, but okay. it's a, yeah, it's a new, new, uh, uh, hotel they put there very private so me and my wife just hung out and did nothing because we haven't been on a vacation together in like two years so oh conrad they probably named it after conrad hilton i think that's her brother maybe um but you liked it no it was great yeah it was it was very very private it was on kind of a it was on like a cove so you got the beach but it wasn't like a long beach that you could you know get lost on or there's a ton of people it's not it wasn't a public beach it was just a tiny little cove so it was very private very serene did nothing but hang out and nice just, you worked out a little bit out there i worked out a little bit i worked out a little bit did you bring yeah. your kids or did just you guys go just uh just my wife and i but we, oh, nice. we already are trying to book a trip for march for my son haps my six-year-old his birthday today uh he's oh, six nice. years old today oh um, happy birthday yeah so we're, we're gonna try to bring him out uh in march for his uh spring break so should be good. Oh, he deserves it. Yeah. You know, that's great, dude. Yeah. And how's your other how's your other boy doing? Oh, he's crushing it. He's he's nine months. He was nine months old uh like three days ago. So okay. nine nine months, six years. We're just uh family's growing. And the boys How does the six-year-old handle it? Like when I was seven, my sister was born, and you get like that weird little jealousy because we're not like a year apart. Does, does he have that, or is he? How is he taking it? He, he does, yeah, because he was a basically an only child for almost five years, you know. Right. So it was just me and Bree and him for five years. It was his show, you know. He he was the the one and only. It was all of his cars, his toys, his airplanes, his all that stuff. Now all of a sudden, he's got a nine-month-old brother who has just started crawling about a month or two ago. So now he's crawling over, messing with his toys. We've had a couple, couple blowouts and a couple, uh, couple negotiations, you know, like, Hey, yeah. what we're going to do. Okay. He's a baby. He's got a little baby brain. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. Right. You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't understand why he wants to mess with my stuff. It's like, well, he's a baby. He doesn't even know what he's doing, you know? So yeah, that's, a, that's so cute though, man. And, and and by the way, he's six, but he's going like, look, I wasn't like that at his age. You're already looking exactly. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I wouldn't do that if I was him. And I'm like, well, actually, yeah, yeah you had no you used to pull coffee cups off of this and do like you used to do all kinds of stuff, dude, but you don't remember. <laughs> now, six is around the age that you get them six, seven, eight. You get my that's I started my kids around like eight years old going to the school. Uh, you haven't done any, anything yet, or, or are we easing into the training? Um, so we are, he, he plays basketball. Um, oh. we got him in soccer, football. Um, he's done some BJJ here in town, a little, a couple, couple drop-in classes. Yeah. I might, I might have him do a couple drop-in like wrestling practices too. The big thing is at that age too, you know, you know, it's like, it's almost like you got to play some games and do like some live, you got to do some live goes more than the slow, you know, they get their attention span of a gnat. So you gotta, you know, 
Uh, just let them roll around. I got all my three daughters. They're going later on. A fun, a nice warm up. Adding some cartwheels, some handstands, and stuff like that. Get some technique in there. A game at the end after the live training. They yeah. look forward to the end, having fun in the beginning. They get their technique in, especially if you do some flow drills. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my youngest, who's uh nine now, <laughs> sorry, I got three. Uh, I'll tell you, her, she was timid as a bird when she first got there, Jimmy, like you, like a little timid yeah. little bird. And then, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. But now, you ask it a favorite, a favorite part of training of, of, of jujitsu, the live training. So it's yeah. great, man. Oh, it's it because it's fun. It's fun. kids like to grapple. They love that. You know, yeah, it's, what, it's what they do. You would too, what, yeah. too, Jimmy. You would too. I yeah. know, I know. I gotta get my sleep fixed. I'm a bad sleeper. I'm a. I think I've yapped this about you before. I have sleep apnea. I just get a couple hours a night, so I, I have no energy ever. But whatever. Um, Jimmy, your kids speaking, love it though. Speaking of bad sleeping, we like this. This is unfiltered. I'm gonna get a raised bed. I want a bed that goes up, like you know, Jimmy, so I can. Yeah, good. Sorry. See you in like a little coffin or something, you little weirdo. What are you doing? <laughs> I had a toilet sleep. seat over it. Sleeping. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Yes, man. my ulcerative colitis. I this is Ugh. what I got to do. I got to stay with nuts and seeds. My yeah. fucking stomach. I've been up so much at night. Blood, blood. I, pushing. Oh man, there's something in there. Something's blocking something. I'm pushing on my belly. Sorry, you have to hear this, Michael. I'm okay. pushing on my belly. What the fuck? After all, shoot, I don't know what is mm. going on. I got to see a doctor, Jimmy. I hope yeah. I'm not the wrong way. But that ulcerative colitis. So people think that I went a little bit overboard with that fucker over at Universal. When you got ass issues and you're going through sure. the daggers coming out of you and someone's fucking with you at a stall. Like, you know what I mean? So last night, dude, an hour at a clip in the bathroom. Just yeah. Anyway, you got to be careful with say, nuts dude. and stuff. Nuts and seeds can cause diverticulitis, too. I mean, Brock had that at one point. I, you got to yeah. watch all that shit gets caught in those little pockets. It can really fuck you up. That's my medical. Yeah, yeah, talk. You got to chew it up real good. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. It, yeah, that, that's what you got to do. But I got some ass issues. But other than that, <laughs> me too. I, I like fingers taught, in I, taught, <laughs> I taught two classes. What'd you say? <laughs> you said you have ass issues. I said me too. I like fingers in it. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he's just gonna now. leave. He's, he's gonna leave us. And he's Sorry, Michael. No, we're good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, man. I just yesterday went out with my family to uh, a furniture store because at my school, like Mondays, Fridays, I do the seven a.m. I like to take a little nap because I get up at five to go there because I teach at noon too. Say like 45 minutes, whatever. And I got this couch, which is not firm. This is not a great story, but listen. <laughs> so I went we, yesterday, firm ass couch. I'm getting it delivered in, in February. So now my back's not going to be hurting. Maybe we should get to some more MMA action. I know. We really are like two old hens. Oh, shitting blood on the toilet. My back is so sore. Talk about your stool and and the firmness or lack thereof. I know, but here's what's worse. I'm actually listening. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, Michael's like, my sleep apnea. Poor Michael. He's like, yeah, I can be playing ball with my kid right now. What is going going on here? When are you fighting again, Michael? When are you fighting again? Do you have any prospects? Uh, so I don't have any prospects. We are, you know, kind of waiting, waiting around to see what happens. Everybody knows who I want to fight, who I think the biggest fight would be. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I know, I know guys are getting booked up. Obviously, Gaethje, Faziv, uh, or Yeah. Great Coleman. Uh, yeah. I saw some rumblings of Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush, possibly in April. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of talk being of guys fighting in the lightweight division, but nobody talking about me fighting. Cause I think, uh, 
I think it's a foregone conclusion, hopefully, of who uh, who we're going to end up getting matched up against this summer. And I would Conor love McGregor, to only see for that. the layman. Then people just people at home listening. They we know we're talking about Conor McGregor. Sure, I want the world to know. I want as many people to know as possible because when people hear about Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler, it's it's fucking exciting. It sells itself because the mm. way you guys compete, you guys go forward, and you, you're never in a boring fight. And uh, it, it, it's one of those things where you're both you're both very good on the mic, but I don't even think it's necessary for this fight. Yeah. I think this fight sells itself. And uh, I don't think, I can't think of anybody who would not want to see this fight. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell it too much, but obviously, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know everybody knows what happens when I step inside the octagon. Everybody knows what happened, who, who Connor is and who he has been forever and how fast paced he fights. I mean, you're talking about two dudes that are just ready to get off of a leash as soon as that bell rings. Um, obviously the lead up, the build up would be awesome. And yeah. that's why I came over to the UFC. I wanted fights of epic proportions. I wanted big stages, big platforms, big stakes, the brightest lights possible. And, you know, Connor brings that. He's the biggest combat sports guy, uh, you know, biggest combat sports name that we've seen possibly in a long time, you know, possibly. I want to talk about Connor being nasty and talking shit to you later, but we'll talk about that later. All right. We got a guest, another guest, Rob Font in the waiting room. Oh, let's bring Rob Font in. Well, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There he is. What's up, Rob? What's going on? How you doing, guys? How's the Hi, New buddy. England cartel doing over there? Uh, we're good, man. We're kind of like fighting the snow right now, but uh, we're good. We're hanging in there. Uh, Calvin's in Vegas right now, um, rehabbing his knee. Um, you know, he's with he with he's with the PI and the team over there. Um, and then I'm out here with Coach Tyson and the rest of the boys, just about to get ready for this next session at 3:30. But yeah, we're hanging in there. We heard a rumor. Uh, a little bit of a rumor. It makes me think of that song. I heard a we, what is it? What is it? I heard a rumor. Ooh, ooh, I heard a rumor. They say you got a broken heart. Remember that? Anyway, no. uh, listen, I never heard that. that's a great song. A great song, Jimmy. Uh, I apologize to all three of you about that. Uh, we heard a rumor about a certain fight that might be happening with you. Adrian Yanez. Is this true or not? Look at this. Look at his face. Let's see. <laughs> is it yeah, true? I mean, Are you fighting Adrian Yanez? Um, I mean, we got a contract. We got the offer. We're just waiting on the location. You know, uh, we're just waiting on the location. 
they're saying it might be, from what I'm hearing, it might be Miami or uh, Brooklyn, but they haven't locked it down yet. But they uh, they got they gave us an um, the, obviously they they gave us an offer. We accepted it. Um, I'm pretty sure they accepted it on the other side too. We just just waiting on that location. There you go. Both of those are great locations as well. And obviously you being a East Coast guy, so that's great. Uh, hey, what's going on, Mike? How you doing, champ? I'm good, man. Good to see you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be cool, man. Um, obviously, Brooklyn would be an easy drive. And um, I used to live in Tampa, uh, Florida for a little bit, so it'd be pretty cool to go back and fight in, Tam uh, in Florida. Wait, Miami, is would this be, have they done events in Miami before? I don't know. I don't think I so. I can't think of one that was in Miami before. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I feel like they might have might have done one because I always thought why why wasn't George Masvidal on it? But I know they did Orlando, right? Then Orlando. Maybe they didn't do Miami. Maybe maybe they were just talking about Miami because obviously, you know, it takes a little while to get these fights sure scheduled every now and then. But I don't think they've done one in Miami, honestly. And you... Rob, do you care where you fight? I mean, some guys have preferences. Some guys don't like to travel. Some guys prefer to be away from the family because the a lot of the noise is not with them. How do you feel? Yeah, um, I like to travel. I, I would rather prefer to just keep it in the States, not travel too far out. Um, but, uh, you know, Vegas is always good to me. I love traveling to Vegas. Uh, Brooklyn is an easy trip. And then um, obviously Miami would be another easy trip, too. I just don't want to take those long, long, like the Australia trips or, or like, the, you know, like that Moscow trip I took with Calvin was rough. So if I if I if I had a choice, I would say, you know, I'm like 50 50 on the travel. Let's like, keep it in stage, keep it longer than no longer than. I would say six hours and then I'm good to go. Yeah. Then it's just another hotel room and another, <laughs> another way in and another everything everywhere. You're like, yeah. man, I don't know where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at. Yeah. Right? And then again, you start getting confused, sleep's all jacked up. So uh, it's cool. It's a cool experience as far as like traveling afterwards and getting to see, you know, the, uh, wherever you're at. But for work, it's kind of like, it's, it does, does throw a little hiccup in the, into the mix. And we got a message from Jake, the producer. No wonder we didn't remember. It was 2003, the last time they hosted Miami. It was uh, UFC 42. It was uh, Matt Hughes and Sean Shirk. That was the, uh, I guess, the main. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I'm not saying a guy. I'm not saying Were you going to cheer? I wish everybody well is what I do because it's positivity. Yes, I yes. something on my beard. Um, so you went, you went to and, Moscow? Yeah, yeah, I went to Moscow. I didn't you no, no, I know, but when you were there, do you go out and do anything? Do you how hard is it when you're in a place like Moscow to just stick to the schedule because it's like it's not a place you're going to be able to get back to anytime soon? Yeah, um, basically, it's it's you know you're cooped up in the hotel. Uh, the way we do it is until um, as far as being there for the as far as the corner and help, we're just there to the weigh-in day. Uh, once he makes weight, uh, we kind of we kind of as a team kind of like go out on Friday night, check it out, whatever. And that's about it, really. So it's not much traveling. Um, depending, obviously, depending on, on the fighter's uh, obligation, if he's busy, we might sneak out during the week, but really it's just kind of like Friday night. And you don't stay afterwards for a couple of days? Um, so we didn't do it in uh, Moscow, but like Vegas is, is, is a couple of days easy. Um, Texas, the last time Calvin fought, we stayed a couple of days uh, extra in Texas. Um, so, yeah, we did it a couple of times, but um, as far as like Moscow or Brazil, I, 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 we haven't hung out too too long. Oh, okay. Now, let me ask you, Adrian Yanez, now he's undefeated in the UFC, and now he's looking at you, Rob, and he's looking at you, Rob Font, and he's saying, that's the biggest name, the biggest fucking name. I'm going <laughs> to fight to date. The Love biggest that. name, and he's on a skid. He lost two fights in a row. It's my fucking time right now. 
That's what he's saying. I'm, 100%. I know he's saying that, but I think he, that, that's what I would say. What are you? <laughs> I, I, what are you, Let's hype this shit up. If you, what are you going to tell this youngster? Uh, man, I, I'm not even going to call him a youngster. I'm, I'm going to call him, um, you know, the legit contender. He's he's again five and old, putting the work, the, the the work that he's done. Um, this is a dangerous fight, you know. I feel like I'm right back in there with a with a big name, you know. Um, he's he's hungry. He's got momentum. You know, uh, when you start winning, you know, like like you start things start happening for you. So it's all uh, he got the momentum. He's um, I am on a losing streak. Um, so that as he yeah, has to have some extra confidence for him. Um, but for me, you know, I, I think um, obviously like I'm coming in there super prepared. I think um, I might have rushed my last fight, getting in there and and, and jumping in there and, and not properly having a full camp. Um, that won't that won't happen again. And I have enough time. Um, I think obviously I have experience, but you know that doesn't make me much when, when you kind of you know in there with the with a with a knockout artist like uh, like Adrian Adrian Yanez. You know he's he's putting guys away. He's finishing fights, and uh, so yeah, this is a tough fight. I'm excited. I know he's excited. Um, you know, I, the, in the perfect world, I do go in there and make him look young, but it, I'm not gonna make it sound like it's gonna be easy. You know. And we talked before a little bit before you were on about mentality going in and 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 the way guys will. F- uh, feel not good enough or or just the mentality you, you you've dropped a couple of fights but again they were both good fights uh against great fighters so it wasn't like you lost to bad guys how, how does your mentality has it changed at all or or how do you handle that i i, I feel confident it's like I, even in the losses i, I feel like I, i'm winning the rounds into the last like minute or, or a couple of seconds and mostly the, the last two fights you know so i'm winning the rounds i'm out pointing guys i'm just you know it seems like it just kind of like I just kind of fuck it up at the end of the round, you know, and, and uh, you know, these guys take advantage of it. Uh, but I'm still going to go out there. I'm going to straight at them. I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to get my hands busy. I'm going to faint on them. I'm going to be moving on them and, and just and just getting out there and just trying to create openings as, as creative as possible, you know, and just get in there and just make him make mistakes and, and, uh, and capitalize on them. But, uh, you know, as far as the mindset going in, I, I'm not like I'm not down on myself. I'm super confident. Um, I know the mistakes we made in the last fight. I know, I know the you know the one of the bigger mistakes I made in the Aldo fight. Plus, I know the what, what we did as far as um, for the Cheeto fight. So it's kind of like like I, I won't let those happen again. Um, obviously, easier said than done. But uh, I, I'm here. I feel like uh, you know they're they're giving this kid a shot, and uh, and my my job is to make sure that he doesn't capitalize on this opportunity. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, your your daughter was born in December. Yeah, December sixth. Yeah, so um, it was pretty cool, man. I finally got a daughter. I wasn't like, wasn't even planning on having kids. It just kind of just happened, and um, and it, it was a blessing. Oh, she's your first, your first baby. Yeah, yeah, first baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how how is this? It's scary. Um, yeah, man. Honestly, like like Catherine made it look pretty easy. You know, she she was still moving. She was working out during during her pregnancy, and then as far as the labor went, it went pretty smooth. And then now it's kind of like like. She, she's always been around kids ever since we were younger, always babysitting like nieces and nephews and her mother owns a daycare. So she's like, she's been around kids. So it's, it's just like, like almost like it was too easy for her. So like, I don't, it's not a big difference with what I'm doing as far as like uh, training and stuff like that. But the scary part is kind of like now, you know, I, I can't mess up, you know, I gotta, I gotta like level up and, and kind of like, like make sure like I'm on point with everything. And it, I do look at things differently now and, and there's a little bit more, you know, sense of urgency, a little more focus, and a little bit more of a, uh, uh, right, you know, there's this more than just me and Kathy, you know, in this picture now. You said you never expected having uh, a, a daughter or a child. Did you plan on having kids? 
or what? No, I mean, yes and no. Like we talked about it. Like at first, it was kind of like we just it just wasn't like one of those like, oh yeah, I'm definitely having kids by this age. I'm getting married by this age. It was kind of like just went with the flow with it, and and then um like yeah, it kind of like almost happened on accident. We were in the Bahamas not too long ago, just hanging out, and and it just happened. And then we it yeah, was like. Yeah, it wasn't like a, like a, oh, shit. It was like a, all right, this is the next chapter. And we just went with it. Like, not went with it, but, like, accepted it. And it was like, this is this is what we want to do. It's not like it's not like an accident. It's not like a freak accident that just kind of happened. It just, like, we weren't planning on it. And then a couple of wild nights with some Bahama, Bahama mamas, man. <laughs> you know, like, it's, man. Happened, well, that's it, great, man. man. Hey, I have three daughters, bro. It's the most beautiful thing, you know? And it gets better and better is all I got to tell you. Uh, I got my oldest is 13, 11, and 9. Yeah, I got my girls training tonight. It's fun. It gets better and it gets better and better. I like it. So much fun. And each age has its own, its own, you know, special moment. It's just, it's pretty cool, man. Like, she, like, like, it's like she has, like, these little, like, like, she smirks, she smiles, like, she's communicating with us. She lets us know when she's hungry. She has, like, these little signs that she lets us know when she's hungry and she's tired. and, And she's pretty, like, 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 I guess say, I'd say regimented. Like, she hangs out for about 30, 40 minutes, looks around, and then she sits, eats, and right back down. And it's consistent, you know, like, it might yeah. be three, four hours, but it's consistent. And like, she's been like, she's been like, it's just like been cool just seeing her personality and like, just like, even seeing like a baby that at that age have some type of personality is kind of like blowing, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, how, like, what are you smiling about? Like, what are you laughing at right yeah. now? Like, like she's kind of like just laying there sleeping and she's giggling. It's kind of like, like what, like what can you possibly be laughing at right now? And it's just That's like funny. already at, you know, already at, you know, like a month and a couple of days. It's like, it's, just, it's, it's crazy, but. That's, that's beautiful. And you get to a point, I guess, when you're going to have kids where you're like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, and I, I don't have kids, but I mean, you're doing main events. Like you, you're like, your career is established. You're not brand new. Not sure where you're going to, your next check's going to come from. You know that you're a legit fight you know what i mean like you have a life and you can support a, a baby yeah yeah and, and um i think i guess timing worked out too like uh you know we're in a good spot we're as far as like in our relationship we're good a spot as far as my career so it just worked out and i, and I have a, a a rock star as a partner and um yeah and no, i'm excited man i'm excited God, that momentum man like like you said man that extra that extra little bit of why that extra little bit of motivation it's not just rob and Catherine anymore you know it's like that extra you know, we, as men all, always too, and, and fighters too, we always want to feel like Superman, right? We want to yeah. get after it. We want to, we want to be seen. We want to be like Superman. And then we realize, man, we got, we got two eyes like looking at us, you know, yeah. so you as Superman. And like you said, ride that momentum, that extra little bit of wave, the extra little bit of, of why going into this fight too. Yeah. And, and even going back to, you know, when we talk about, cause I always say this too, man, when you're fighting the best guys in the world, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you know, you just keep on you keep on going, you know, yeah, your, last yeah. two, your last two fights were against two absolute top guys in the world. So keep on getting yeah, out. No, I, I appreciate that, man. I, uh, yeah. And I, it's kind of like that. It, like it, it, it just like woke me up. I don't know. It was like a shot of espresso, like bang, right. Let's go. And like, like I left today, I, I woke her, uh, woke her up or she woke up. I, uh, I gave her the bottle, uh, got my bag ready and left. And it was like, I got the training in and like, I'm like almost speeding just to get back. Cause I just want to see her, you know, it's like, like little things like that to where, all right, like I'm, I'm, I'm focusing, I'm lazy in, not like rushing the workout, but I'm like getting it done and just making sure, okay, now let's get back home and get that job done. And it's, I feel like it's just kind of keeping me on point, you know, instead of just 
kind of going through the workout, maybe go to Starbucks afterwards and hang out and maybe do this or do that. Like now it's like, it feels like everything is just like super regimented and getting on like on time. And um, and um, I just, I don't know, I just feel like, like awake, if that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, that's good. I love it. Motivating. Man. Where are yeah, you I, now, Rob? Are you home? Yeah, I'm at the house right now. I love what you have behind you. I, I love the, all those, uh, those posters yeah. are great. All the posters. We got the, my, my debut in the shadow box. I still got to kind of hang them up and yeah. all that. Uh, but like we're, we're slowly getting there I, I, you like having career mementos and stuff like that you save all that stuff oh yeah yeah 100 percent um i know i do i know Catherine saves everything from like the corner passes to, to like yeah. she has all my tickets like all my all my local fights from my amateur fights to to obviously now um yeah, she keeps everything so That's like nice. I, I, obviously I, I try to like keep everything but it's not like her like, i'll have I'll, I'll be hanging out in the house and i'll see something like how did you get this and like It'll be from like a couple of years ago, but she's she's a little, I guess, a little pack rat. How about you, Michael? Do you save that kind of stuff? Do you have all stuff from when you when you were first fighting professionally? Uh yeah, I actually have a lot of I have all my fight shorts and gloves and all that kind of stuff saved, posters. Uh I don't have it all like framed and, and ready to be hung up yet, but I, I've got it all kind of packaged up in, in bags and stuff ready to eventually put them all in shadow boxes and all that kind of stuff, or, you know, maybe someday auction, auction them off for charity or whatnot, you know? So yeah, it's kind of just the, the long career and all the cool things that you, you, uh, you accrue over the. Uh, Very nice. I got to find my fucking belt to be honest with you. Like his last one to see it. And it's either like like Roger's a mess. And my buddy Drago brought me something to put it in like a, like a, uh, the, the, what is that thing? The case. Yeah. Get out. And I gotta find that fucking thing. I'm gonna be honest. It's somewhere here, but I'm a mess. I'm not you guys are so regimented, you know. But listen, we have fun. Hey Rob, man, thanks for hanging out with us. Always good talking to you. Looking forward to you fighting you and Adrian. That's that's fireworks, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. He I'm excited. His kids, uh I I he he fought the same night Calvin Cater fought uh Josh Emmett in Texas. And oh he was on fire. And I see him um he's back, he fought Tony Kelly. Um, it was exciting. They, they were talking shit the whole time. They're going at it, and he gets in there, and he, and he just made it look pretty easy. So like, and and like, you could tell he was just he, he was feeling the crowd. It was it, it it was a fun fight, and and um, you know I know like he's gonna bring that type of energy, and I think you know my job is to kind of like 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 just just it's halted, it's halted. It's kind of like man, like make him feel like I got to go back to the drawing board, not necessarily as far as scales, but like just. Like I, it just didn't work out that night, you know. I, I wanna, I wanna put that that stamp on him, kind of like Aldo did me, where it's kind of like, yeah, he's doing his thing, and it just stops, and it's just like, all right, let's uh, uh, you know, like, like let's put him in his place, let him, let him, you know, saying, let's remind him and everybody else that I'm, I'm still here, a couple of hiccups, but I'm back, and I'm ready to go, you know. Looking Good forward buddy. to it, man. Looking yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. Maybe before the fight or right after it, but uh, looking forward to it, and uh, and you Love seem like you're in great spirits. So congratulations again, it's awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Okay, yeah, buddy. Take care, Rob. Take care. Have a good one, guys. You too, Rob. I guess that about does it for us, too. I mean... Um, oh, we backed out like, probably an hour, man. It's Jeez. crazy. It feels like we were talking for 15 minutes. Michael, what do you want to promote, too? What can we promote for you? Uh, well, I don't know. I ain't got nothing to promote, man. Okay. No, I, 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 uh, I've been working, working pretty hard on my fitness app, walkonfit.com, uh, walk on fitness on social medias. Uh, so we came out with some training programs, obviously for the last 10 years, everybody's like, Hey, when are you going to start coming out with your fitness programs? Cause obviously, you know, I do a lot of strength and conditioning. I think my life 
my career has been prolonged because I've lifted weights and, and done a lot of cardio and in these strength and conditioning workouts for so long. So, uh, walk on fitness and then, um, yeah, man, just, uh, hopefully get a fight booked here soon and figure out, uh, figure out what is next. You know, we were just talking with Rob Font about like Adrian Yanez and Yanez and, yep. and, and you know, he, he, you know, that Rob's the biggest name that Adrian's going to fight. Right. And the fact of the matter is, you you're smart michael if you could if not that you're sitting there waiting on the sidelines but if you could hold out and wait for connor you know the deal anybody you step in there with it's it's it could not be your night even when it should be your night that's how dangerous these gentlemen are you know what i mean these fighters are so why not wait a little bit and get that fucking payday and fight connor and have that fucking fireworks why yeah. take a chance let no, Bernie Garnouche right. fight everybody. No, I'm only kidding. That no, guy's right. yeah, no, like right. rotted. Yeah, it's all good. But well, hey, man, yeah, I'm all, we're, we're going to be rock watching regardless whoever you fight. But I really yeah. do hope you get, you get Connor. I think you deserve that. If Connor takes you, I I will. I, I obviously I respect Connor, but if he accepts a fight with you, I'll have a newfound respect for him if he takes that. I I think that's a very tough fight for Connor. And yeah. I was going to ask Michael. I was going to ask you before before um, when Rob came on. You're a classy guy. You like to keep it classy. You're not afraid on the mic. You come across. You have some good, very, very, very nice with your almost like the pro wrestling thing comes out of you a little bit. If he gets nasty, if he crosses lines, if he gets yucky, yeah. are we staying classy, San Diego, or what are we doing? How does this have you thought about this much? I think, yeah, no, I, I've definitely thought about it. And obviously, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be uh, an edgy classy. You know, I think I'll, I'll keep it, keep it somewhat. Yeah, obviously I'll keep it classy, um, but also not be afraid to fight fire with fire. You know, you can, you can yeah. fight fire with fire without, uh, without going, without crossing lines or uh, sacrificing your character or saying things that you're going to regret that are going to live on the internet forever. Um, but also, dig deep and uh you know throw throw nice little jabs at him i I think i think the mic you know the trash talk and the the mic skills between connor and i the the banter back and forth uh although it may be a little bit cleaner than some of the other guys that he you know may have fought before uh it'll be equally entertaining and then obviously when that cage door closes i think it's the biggest fight we can make yeah 155 you know or 170 hopefully 170 actually you'll take either yeah Definitely. No, I think I would, I would prefer it at 170. You know, I'm sitting over here, you know, I'm, it's not easy to make one 155. Right. You know, I would prefer it at 170 all day long. Cause you know, okay. Connor and I are, are very similar size. So yeah. why cut the extra weight and go to 155? That's good. It's not like you're fighting a guy who's walking around you who could fight middleweight and then he's going down to 170. Right. You're fighting another guy like yourself who's been living over there at 155 and you both agree to go up. It's a fair thing. You know what I mean? Good idea. I love the idea. Michael, right. thank you, man. Oh, we love having you on. You're such a fun guy to talk to and such a good guest. And uh, can't wait to see you fight again, man. I'm just, I'm happy you got something that's possible because yes, uh, you're one of my favorite guys. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate you. So thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, Thank buddy. you, Michael. And thank if you're in the city tonight, match wants to promote. Tonight I'm at the Fat Black Pussycat, 7 o'clock, working out my hour. If anybody wants to come, come down and see me and um, go see Matt for a cameo. Listen. I'm on Cameo. Also, sarahbjj.com. You're in Long Island, New York, around Huntington area. Come down. I'm there all the time. I have a good time. And uh, Jimmy, I will call you in probably 20 minutes to tell you more about my stomach problems, okay? I would Talk love to hear more. Jimmy. Talk I'll look you in a couple of days. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye.
This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. That's P-A-Y-C-O-R dot com slash leaders. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 